Hi! Hello! Welcome! Have you heard the good news about the Red Sox? No. The Red Sox have hired Bianca Smith, who is the first black woman to be a professional coach in pro baseball. Oh my god, that's awesome. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. Good for yeah, them. I know. I don't really have much more to say about that. I just, I, I thought everybody should know. Uh, hi, I'm Kat or Dylan, and I use they, them pronouns. I am Sophia, and I use she, her pronouns. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. is an ad I got yesterday on my TikTok mm-hmm. for, this is an, it's an ad, it's an ad for Discovery Plus, which I assume is like the Discovery Channel's premium streaming service. Yeah. It's it's the Which, streaming service that Discovery has if you, like, don't have cable, but you still want to watch the Discovery channel. Yeah, I assume it has, like, what does it have? It has, like, the Discovery channel, Animal Planet, Food Network, HGTV. And I only bring it up because this ad opens with twins and fins. And I saw that, it like, it's on TikTok, this ad showed up on my TikTok, mm-hmm. and my first thought was, oh my god, do the twins, <laughs> do the twins, do the Property Brothers have a show about sharks? <laughs> <laughs> which, which is why I wanted to talk about it, yeah. because I said, oh my god, we should watch that. <laughs> I love sharks. Um, and in other news, should we talk about what happened? We're recording this on Thursday, January 6th. Should we talk about what happened yesterday? It's the 7th. Thursday, January 7th. 7th. Thank you. Thursday, yesterday January 7th. Yesterday was the 6th. Should we talk about what? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Should we talk about what happened yesterday? Have you seen that somebody wrote, there was like a poem that was going around TikTok, and it was like, uh, as I was falling asleep, Georgia was blue. I woke up, and people were staging a coup. Oh my god. I hadn't seen that one. Um Holy shit. Holy uh, shit. I I just I I went on a uh, on a walk in I went on a walk with my mom and some of our neighbors yesterday mm-hmm. at like 10:30ish and when we left it was like a it wasn't at like 10.30. It was at like 11.30-ish. We got back and they'd just begun the process of the whole stuff with the Electoral College certification thing, which is a whole mess in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really paying attention to it, wasn't really watching, didn't really care because I was like, I'm not going to pay attention to this hullabaloo because it doesn't really matter. Because nothing's going to happen. I mean, Things- honestly, the sa- I, I thought the same. I was like, I don't need to follow along with this news. Famous last words, yeah. you know? And then I... 
I, I turned off all news notifications about a month before the election. Um, I, the last news notification I got before I decided, before I said, you know what, it's time for me to just sort of unplug was the day that we got all of the news notifications that Trump had COVID. Ah. Uh. And I was like, time for me to take a step back from getting news notifications. I need to not be plugged into everything. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was the day after when everybody was like, what's going to happen? Is he going to die? Perhaps, um, yeah. So I was like, I need to not be involved in this for a little while. Um, so I had unplugged. And I decided, I don't know what possessed me to be like, this is around like 2.15, right when things had started to, you know, go south, as Mm. it were. I don't know what possessed me to be like, maybe I'll, I, I don't think you, you understand this. You, the Mm. listener, don't understand. I never check Twitter. I don't go on Twitter. Ever. I check Twitter when there's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what possessed me, what higher being possessed me to go on Twitter yesterday, but some something possessed me to check my Twitter yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Maybe I'll go on Twitter yesterday. Maybe I'll go on Twitter. Famous last I'm sitting, words. Famous, famous, the most famous of famous last words. But I, I was, I came back from the walk. I was... I was very sweaty. I was supposed to take a shower. I was lying. I did not. I had pants on. I did not have a shirt on. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you too much information because (laughs) I want to. I was lying in my bed. Really establishing the moment. Really just setting the scene. I was lying in my bed with a flannel shirt on. The buttons at the back. The sleeves. You know, I don't know. Why am I doing this? Backwards. Thank you. That's the word. Thank you. Lying in my bed and I'm just like, I'm going to go check Twitter for some reason. And I and I think it's because I was like, I'll see what people are saying about the Georgia runoffs. Mm-hmm. Because that's why I checked Twitter. Of course. So I wanted to see what people were saying about the runoffs. Obviously, because they were happening. Mm-hmm. And... I wanted to know. And nobody was talking about the Georgia runoffs. Because why would they? And I see that the Capitol is trending. And I'm like, why is the Capitol trending? And I look. And I see. And I go, what the fuck is happening? And um, I... No, this was after my shower. I took a shower before this happened. Because then I had to put clothes on because I was like, I should be watching CNN right now. Like, I should be go, I should go and I should watch, like, network television. Like, I should go watch the news. Mm-hmm. Which is, hasn't happened since the day the election was called. Like, the last time I thought I should watch the news was, like, the day the election was called. And Lainey and I were sitting in my, were sitting in our house in Vermont. And we were like, wow, we should see what the news says. You know? And so I watched the news for, like, several hours yesterday. And then I watched C-SPAN. 
Who watches C-SPAN? There's a lyric from a Penelope Scott song that's when thoughts and animals storm the Capitol, you'll watch C-SPAN for fun. And people were talking about that yesterday on TikTok. When did that song get released? Um, I think it was the, the most recent EP. So like right before the election. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, I watched C-SPAN yesterday. Just because... Well, mostly we switched between we, we watched C-SPAN in the evening cuz we wanted to see what senators were saying. Mm-hmm. We we wanted to see what they were saying after, you know, um domestic terrorists cuz let's call them what they are. Um stormed the Capitol building. Anyway, this isn't good news. This is just this is just word vomit from my face. I'm sorry. Anyway, um yeah, it was the sorry. It was the day before the election, I think. Maybe the day do after. You wanna, it was November fourth. Do you want to go first? Maybe on. Oh my god. Do you want to go first or should I? Um. So my thing is not deep or emotional, but I'm sure I could make it so if you want to end on something mine. emotional. I have, um, I'm I'm going two for two, as in this article relates. Um, exactly to last week's article that I brought in. Ooh. I don't know if you remember what I brought in last week. Goats? Um, oh, but I have, I have, I had a thing that was like, um, kind of my backup if you didn't have an opener. Um. Ooh. And I just, I just want to dive into it real quick. Wait, should we save it for our middle bit? Because I don't have anything for our middle bit. Sure. That, that works. Okay. Um, should I go first? Hmm? Should I go first? Yeah, if you want to. Okay. Is this gift possibly the goat? As in greatest of all time? Mm-hmm. Is it a goat? Unsure of what to get my mother for her birthday, I took her hiking with goats. We both loved it. Oh, nice. So last week I talked about feeding goats Christmas trees. This week I'm talking about goats again. Do you think, do you think for the month of January I can find an article about goats every single week? I wouldn't be, I I wouldn't doubt you on it. I don't know if you're going to want to do that. I don't know if you're going to get bored. Or do you think... Do you think it'll get, do you think it'll get old? I love goats. And I think, I think if you say that you're going to do a goat article every week, something's going to come up and it's not going to be fun anymore. But if you want to like, just see how many goat articles you can get before you get tired of them, I think it'll be fun. My worry is that we will run the gamut on goat-related humor. Mm. And that by next week, I still think we can find goat-related humor for this week. Because I have skimmed this article. I think we can do it. Mm -hmm. I think we can make it funny. I think there's gold in here. But I don't know if next week, if I bring another goat-related article, I don't know if we can find it. Mm. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Okay. Anyway, so, um, I am going to be using first-person pronouns in this article. It refers to the author, 
I did not take my mother on a goat-related hike this week. Mm-hmm. Though I would like to. This article, again, from the Boston Globe. <clears throat> Thank you, Mom, for letting me... This is my mother. Uh, I am using her subscription to the Boston Globe to look at articles from the Boston Globe. So, this is from Emily Sweeney from the Boston Globe. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, who, she says, my mother's birthday was coming up and I wasn't sure to get her. So I decided to take her hiking with goats. You're probably thinking, what? Hiking with goats? And that was my initial reaction too. When I first heard about Central Mass Goat Rental, a Lunaberg business that lets you take to the trails with friendly farm animals at your side. During the warm winter months, these grazing goats are sent out to eat invasive plants and unwanted brush and weeds from various properties. But from November through May, the goats are at home in their barn and their owners, Seth and Tammy Hebert, find that letting them stroll along the nearby trails is a great great way to let them stretch their legs. First of all, I asked my father if it would be okay if we got goats to let them eat around, eat, you know, trim the backyard. And he said no because he thinks a lawnmower is more economical. Which I think, frankly, is rude. I think goats are way more economical because they're also cuter. Mm. We could have a petting zoo in our backyard. Don't you think our, do you think our, no, we need to get permits. Yeah. I just love goats so much. I was woken up early by my watch this morning and I think frankly that's very rude. Sorry, what? My watch buzzed this morning. Ah. And it woke me up two hours before my alarm was supposed to go off. That does suck. I was I was woken up by my watch at 8 a.m. when I normally wake up at 10. Mm. And I went to bed at 2. So, uh, I'll be okay. But I'm running a bit on fumes. It'll be fine. We decided to open up the hikes to the public because it is therapeutic physically and the goats are great entertainment said tammy who calls herself the goat mama of the operation the goats also need exercise during their downtime from doing the goat rental during the summer months i booked a hike for me and my mom on saturday on a saturday in november and i must admit i had no idea what to expect i fucking love goats there's pictures of the goats they're so cute um do you think the goats will be on a leash? I asked my mom. Probably not, she said. Can you imagine a goat on a leash? I, you know what? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I bet it's it's cute. Yeah. I love goats so much. Ma turned out to be right, as usual. We arrived at the Hebert's uh, home in Lunenburg, Lunenburg, where they keep their 22 goats and one black sheep named Chewy, who also likes to hike. A black sheep named Chewy. That's so That's cute. A, it's a great name for a sheep. Cat, mm-hmm. I'm about to ask you something, and I need an answer from you. Mm-hmm. Goats or sheep? Like an either-or situation? Like, you get to keep... This is a situation, small farm, mm-hmm. before we expand to a bigger farm, mm-hmm. you can keep goats or sheep. I get the other one. Oh, I'll keep the goats. 
Great, because I actually want the sheep. <laughs> um, I like goats. They, I don't, I like sheep. Shearing sheep, the, con- the concept of having to shear a sheep to keep it from getting overheated stresses me out. I don't mm. like grooming animals. <laughs> I do like, I, I have milked a goat before and I enjoyed that. Gotcha. You can milk sheep too. I, there was nothing more to that. Just. Yeah. Um. See, because I feel like shearing a sheep, I would get the pre- I would get instruction on it the first few times. Yeah. I feel like I would enjoy it personally. Yeah. Anyway. I bet it's anyway. satisfying to watch a sheep be sheared. You can come watch. And then I'll make yarn for, for knitting. I can't knit anymore. It hurts my fingers. Ooh, that's not fun. Which is which is sad. Anyway, um, when it's time for one to start, they come running into a fenced area uh, if they want to come along. The day my mother and I went, uh, Tammy's husband, Seth, led us on the hike uh, through the conservation land. The goats were energetic, playful, and extremely well-behaved. They stuck to the leaf-covered trails and were open to being petted along the way. That's the so Hebrews cute. say The seabirds say the goats have a natural instinct to follow the leader, which makes perfect, which makes them perfect hiking companions. We have one goat named Monica that joins every single hike and tends to hang out in the back of the group every single time, she said. She wants to make sure that no one is left behind. (sighs) The hike is relatively easy. It lasted about an hour. The train wasn't difficult and we stopped at intervals along the way. We wore masks, and the trails were wide enough for everyone to stay far apart. It was a perfect pandemic-friendly activity for these times. The Heberts were welcome. Pe- uh, the Heberts welcome people of all ages to hike with their goats. You can even take your baby if you have a backpack, baby carrier, a baby Bjorn, if you will. That's a my edition. That's yeah. not in the article. Um, baby Bjorn. If you feel like sponsoring us for whatever reason, neither of us have kids, but I would put my cat in a baby Bjorn. I don't know how your cat would respond to that. It depends on her. Well, some, so sometimes, for instance, earlier when I was trying to pee, she needs to be held. She needs to be cuddled against my chest. I don't know what it is, but she will yell at me until I scoop her up in my arms because she's a little baby. And then she just rumbles against my chest and it's very cute. Um, and in those that, moments you. when I'm like trying to make coffee, but she needs to be held, I'm like, "What? I need a baby Bjorn <laughs> to just stick her in." You could get. Have you? You could put her in the. I have, I'm wearing like a cowl neck turtleneck. Mm-hmm. You could like. I tried to put her in um in the. I, I tried wearing a sweatshirt backwards and putting her in the hood, but she did not like that. Ah. Uh. Have you tried putting her in the pocket, the front pocket of a sweatshirt? Um, I have not. Mm. I will have you tried keep doing you that posted. Thing? Have you tried doing that thing where you take the front of your sweatshirt and just scoop her? Uh, yes, she bit me. Oh, mm, well, at least you tried. It says bring a water bottle, which reminds me. 
drink your water, dress for the weather, wear hiking boots, as parts of the trails can be rocky. Uh, the Heberts host hikes from now until next June. Hikes are held throughout the winter, depending on the weather and the conditions of the trails. For winter hikers, we just ask that you have good boots and crampons if you have them, she said. Due to COVID-19, the, the Heberts are currently limiting hikes to small groups of Massachusetts residents only. Each hike costs $35 per adult and $10 per child. Each child um, under the age of 15 years old and children uh, under the ages of five are free. Um, you'll also be asked to sign a waiver before embarking on the trail. To book a hike, visit Central Ma Central M A. God, my brain really cannot. URLs are the URLs. Reading URLs, by the way, are are the death of like a dyslexic person trying to read because you can't breaking it up. Anyway, visit centralmagoatrental.com or bookyourgoathike.myevent.com and choose the date of your hike or email Tammy Hebert directly to make an appointment. Anyway, goats. Goats. Um, uh, important bah. note, you read, that, read off that URL and I immediately entered it to send to my sister. <laughs> yeah. I asked my mom when I just saw, like, the headline of it. Also, by the way, as I showed my mom this article, my mom was like, didn't you read something about goats last week? And I was like, I was like, yeah. And she was like, I think somebody at the Boston Globe has, I think, I think there's going to be a scandal in the next couple months at the Boston Globe about, about, um, j journalism and about conflict of interest and goats at the Boston Globe because somebody at the Boston Globe and I was like I think people just like goats mom I think she was like in 2021 like, uh right now people want to write about like fun things that are still happening and there's very little of that I was literally like mom I think people like goats she was like I don't know and I was like you're crazy. I love your mother so much. Um, Mama. My mother has started listening to our podcast. Yay. Um, and she always looks at me scandalized when we swear. So I'm just going to put out there. Hi, mom. I fucking love you. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, hi, Marianne. That's it. <laughs> um, when I was a kiddo and I went to summer camp, one of my favorite... Is this the summer camp that I'm thinking of? Perhaps. Probably. Is I only this, ever went to one is, summer camp. Is this... No, no, no. Okay. Um, uh, oh, but I went to the summer camp. Wait, drop it in the chat. What? I'm just trying to think if it's the same... If it's... If it's if this is we didn't go to the same summer camp no though. we did not um ah my brain just did a complete like goof and i was like what summer camp did you go to we didn't go to any of the same camps 
No. Um, no, but my the summer camp that I went to had like a lot of different activities. And my favorite activity was animal handling. Because uh, in animal handling, we got to go and uh, hang out with the goats and the chickens and the horses. Um, and it was a different activity than like actual horse stuff. Like horseback riding and horse grooming, which was basically just horseback riding when it was raining. Uh, you would groom the horses. Um, anyway, I don't remember where I was going with this. Oh, Probably we bottle fed goats. Because <gasps> uh, they were mom. little. So, you know how when you're a kid and doing, you know, you know when you're a kid doing chores that are novel are fun? Mm-hmm. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So, like. The idea, like, the idea of groom, and, like, this continued into, like, when I was older. I don't know if I've talked about this before. I was a horse girl. Mm-hmm. Many, many years. I was, I was a horse girl until I, I don't want to say realizing that I was queer helped me. I still really like horses. I would still go back to riding horses and being around horses. I think they're wonderful animals. I will never be a horse girl again. I've moved beyond that point in my life. Um, whatever. Um, but grooming horses is really fun. I really enjoy it. I find it very meditative. Um, but my mother, when she was a kid, went to basically a farm camp Mm -hmm. for the summer And they would get to do things like bottle feed the calves, the baby cows. And I have come to the conclusion that when you're a kid, getting to do chores, like, on a farm and stuff that you wouldn't get to normally do, like feed chickens or collect eggs or, I don't even know, like, I don't know. Getting to do stuff like that is really fun. Yeah. Because it's so novel. Or even, like, throw hay down from a hayloft. Oh, yeah. Like, I got to do that when I was younger. I remember the first time I got to do that when I started working at the barn um, that I worked at. The first time I actually got to do that when I moved from being, like, a camper to being, like, a counselor and a helper. Mm -hmm. I was the most fun thing in the whole world. Uh, inadvertently led to me getting bronchitis, but that's a different story. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah. But, yeah, getting to do chores that you don't normally get to do, so much fun. I loved bottle feeding the goats, and I loved giving them pets. Um, but, uh, one thing that I will say is, I don't know if you've ever heard a goat be distressed, but it is very alarming because they sound like human children when they cry. Yep. Um, which would happen every time we left the goat pen. They would all start bawling because they liked attention and we were leaving. Yeah. And I just, I remember the, I, 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 I probably don't remember the first time that I heard it. But like, I remember as a camper how like 
we would be like having so much fun and being like oh yay goats and then we would go to leave and they would be like screaming and crying and we'd be like oh my god are they okay and the counselor's like they're just being bratty because they want attention and we're like but they're babies and they're crying and they're like just just keep going it's fine (laughs) like they're they're fine we're fine they're they're like you They're like you. They're they're babies. They're crying because they want attention. Yeah. Um, I love goats. I remember um, I had a friend who was really into the 4-H thing. 4-H. It's the, 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 like the farm. Let me, let me Google. Oh. No, I, uh, um. Like forestry, right? It's um, okay. So uh, so four four H is a uh, an educational children's program, uh, based in agriculture. Yes, right, right, right. Um, and I'm sure people who live in uh rural areas are familiar with. I feel like there are like. Less so where we went to high school, because where we went to high school, a lot of kids grew up on farms. We had a lot of yeah. farm kids. Um, yeah. Wait, which friend is this? I don't know, because we were friends in, like, elementary school. Um, okay. I don't even remember her last name. She transferred schools in middle school. Um, okay. I feel really bad. But, um... Yeah, um, 4-H is really popular in rural areas. It's like, um, like, farm kids tend to be, like, 4-H kids. They do, like, competitions and stuff. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. This friend did not live on a farm, but was obsessed with the concept of farms, and so bullied her parents into, uh, taking her to 4-H events so she could hang Mm -hmm. out with the animals there. Anyway, one year... Uh, she brought like a whole bunch of us to some 4-H event and um, there was a a corn husking competition that I came in second in. Nice! Um, But what what I remember was there was like a whole just some guy just brought all of his goats and had a sign and was like if you wanna you can milk my goats. And there was, like, a line that was so long to just, like, milk this man's goats. And, like, at the time, I was like, oh, it's a fun educational thing to get people to teach kids how to milk goats. This man just wanted people to do his chores for him. And I applaud him for that. I also applaud the fact that it was free <laughs> to to milk his goats. But I... Because he could have made you pay. Yeah. I I remember I was, like... While I was in line, I was, like, studying the way the other kids did it and what he, like, told them they do- they were doing wrong uh, so I could, nice. like, be good at it when it was my turn. And nice. I got up there, and, he- and I was, like, doing it, and he's like, oh, I see somebody was paying attention. And I was like, yes, yes I'm good at like, milking and goats. You were like, and you were like, yes, I fucking was. Oh, yeah, I was. I was paying attention. Ugh. I can't wait till we have a farm. I was talking with a friend of mine and I was like, I won't, I was like, I don't want to live in the suburbs. 
Uh, it's either urban, completely rural, or uh, the ocean. Those are the only just options. Just in the ocean? The, just, like, on the shore. Or slightly in from the shore. Like, the Cape. Mm-hmm. Or the coast-ish of Maine. Or the coast-ish fr- of England. I will not live on the uh, on the Pacific p- Pacific uh, because tsunamis scare me. Mm. So that's out of the question. It's scary. <laughs> um, what about a houseboat? Hmm. Hmm. Again, again, not on the Pacific. Yeah. There's something about a houseboat that really appeals to me. Um, part of it is, like, you can just kind of go wherever. Like Yeah, I could do a houseboat. The, the freedom of it. Um, but it is, it's basically a tiny house that requires more maintenance. Yeah, that's the thing. It does require <laughs> a lot of work. And I feel like it's more expensive, too. Yeah. I would love to uh, rent a houseboat. For like a year and just travel around. Mm. Um, if I ever somehow manage to escape the crippling economy that is this world, mm-hmm. um, ever, I would love to just exist on a houseboat in the Mediterranean for a little while. Mm. And if there isn't crippling, it, it the. It, and if there also isn't the crippling implication of, you know, people trying to cross the Mediterranean to seek a better life. That, mm-hmm. too. But, again. In an ideal there, world. There is a time to, there is a time and place to discuss those very real problems with the world that is not this good news podcast. Mm. And I feel like we have reached the middle bit. Um, if you would like to sponsor our podcast, this is where your sponsorship sponsorship would ideally go. Um, this oh, week wait. before oh. before we move on, oh. Um, oh. I just wanted to say real quick: if you are interested in something that is like touching on serious, very real issues of people trying to cross the Mediterranean, but does make your heart warm. There's a short documentary called 4.1 Miles about these Greek fishermen who use their boats to escort refugees. Oh! Um, it's and it's also, it is also related to the podcast. Yeah. I would say. It is, it, it is good news that these... Um, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's a Hellenic Coast Guard captain on the Greek island of Lesbos. Nice. Nice. It's a it's a really pretty uh not pretty. It's a really impactful. Yes. Me- moving. I'll, That's what I I'll was check going it out. for. Moving documentary. It's called 4.1 Miles. It's 26 minutes long. Okay. I would I would check it out. Middle bit. You have you have reached the middle bit of the podcast. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, um, this is where your sponsorship would go. This week, as in every week, we are sponsored by water. Uh, water is an essential part of life. 
Uh, it provides uh, necessary, not nutrients, but other things for your body to function. Remember to drink your water. Uh, water. The broth of the soup that is your guts. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps I need to work on that idea a little bit more. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sometimes it also makes you choke. Water. <coughs> Don't breathe it. Drink it. <laughs> there we go. Um, use code good news for life. <laughs> um, uh, uh, whisper oh good news before each sip and maybe it'll taste better. No guarantees, though. I didn't choke this time. Oh, <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to email us to send us your personal good news for us to read on the podcast, um, you can reach us at hyhtgnpodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Twitter at hyhtgnpodcast. Uh, you can reach our network at tangentsonlynetwork at gmail.com. Tangentsonly at gmail.com. Tangents only at gmail.com or, or, at, tan- or at tangents only on Twitter. Yes. Um, anything else to add? Um, not that I can think of. What, uh, what are you? you what what you am I bringing to-, to the middle bit this week? It is. Um, so we're, we're going to play a little game, I think, because I Ooh. Do, the, the headline of this article isn't that fun or compelling but the contents is oh uh, like the the actual um so there is a video game i'm trying to trying to figure out what i want to make you guess do i want to make you guess the game or do i want to make you guess what's going on how about this oh oh i dropped my phone um i'm going to actually just tell you the game and the what the Easter egg oh, is, and then make you guess it. I have hiccups, by the way. Oof. Um, oh, so I think they're gone. There is a supernatural Easter egg in The Last of Us Two. Can you guess the form that this takes? Oh. 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 Did I hear about this? Perhaps. Hang on. Oh shit. Did I, did I get, okay, here's my thing with Tumblr. I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, but, um, the thing about having dyslexia is sometimes I'll see a post and I'll read the first, like, I'll read the first thing that somebody posted and then I'll see how long it is and I'll be like, girl, I'm here for fun things. This is too long. And then I'll get to the end of it and I'll see if it's, if the end thing is like, this intrigues me. And then I'll go back and I'll read the rest of it. So this may have been one of those instances. What are you chewing on? Uh oh. (laughs) I don't know what she just ate. She found something on the the like mat where I put my shoes. Uh oh. This may have been one of those instances where I saw something that didn't interest me very much. Not that supernatural doesn't interest me, but I saw something and I was like, I don't. I'll come back to this later. Mm -hmm. 
Um. Oh, because I definitely heard about this. Is it a Destiel thing? No. So, um, kind of. Uh, uh, so basically there's, there's a couple Easter eggs. The, the big notable ones are somebody found, uh, there is a corpse that looks shockingly like Misha Collins in a really, really out of the way. Can you remind me the last of, of this game? It's, um, an apocalypse game, I think. Okay. Um, it's a it's got Ellie, the girl. You know, the girl. <laughs> yeah, the the girl who wanders the earth and there's everybody's dead. Except for okay. people who want to kill you. Okay. Got it. Um totally on the same page. I'm like trying to I've I, I really want to play these games, so I haven't looked up a lot about them, but they're okay. like they're pretty like well known, and the first one was super re- well respected, and then everyone was like, "Oh, the second one was disappointing," but like a lot of people are like, "No, it wasn't. It was, it the the first game set up the second game." Anyway, <laughs> this okay. is just nonsense. Um, is this the second game, The Last of Us? What two? two? Yeah. Or okay, one sec. <laughs> Anyway, in The Last of Us 2, there are a couple supernatural Easter eggs. Somebody found a corpse that looks a lot like Castiel from Supernatural at the top of a train that's like came off its tracks and you can climb to the top of the train. Okay. Um, And in the last car, what you find is a dead body that looks like Misha Collins. Got it. Castiel. Um, Great. And then there's another... Uh, there's another Easter egg which can be found in the Seattle Conference Center. When you approach the building, Jesse tells Ellie all about comic conventions, which certainly suggests that Ackles and Collins were at Comic-Con doing a supernatural panel when the apocalypse hit. Oh my god, wait a second. Holy shit. Repeat that sentence to me. So, uh, there, so the, the Easter egg is in the Seattle Conference Center. And they talk about Comic-Con as they go into the uh, conference center. Yeah. And he's like, Jesse tells Ellie all about comic conventions that, and is like, once upon a time, th- these things used to happen before yes. the apocalypse hit. Are, um, is Misha Collins and Cassie, or is Misha Collins' dead body and Jensen Ackles' dead body, are they both dead? Well, so, uh, you can find a corpse that looks like Misha Collins on the train. I d- don't know, but, um, so basically, uh, it's, there's the implication that Ackles and Collins were at Comic-Con doing a supernatural panel when the apocalypse hits. After traversing the comic, uh, conference center and fighting through a few hordes, there's a well-stocked corpse on a ledge that may not look like Jensen Ackles, but is signed by someone named Jensen and references a person named Misha. Oh, boy. The, re- the letter reads, <clears throat> To whatever sorry asshole finds me, can barely keep my hand steady, but everyone on base needs to know. I got ambush on my way to relieve Misha at the monorail lookout. One of the scars, I'd swear he looks just like our boor- boy Gray. Fuck, I'm so lightheaded. Someone please put a bullet in that fucking snack's face for me and tell Misha I'm sorry. I tried to hustle. 
cringe lizard on TikTok uh, made a video about this and ends their video suggesting that they may head to the monorail location and find Misha. Oh, and then the monorail. I've only the only the TikTok that I saw was the monorail one. Um, oh my god, this is a lot. <laughs> what does the internet come to? I'd also just like to say I can be. I don't. I know both of us consume a lot of McElroy products. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want us to have, and I know we have been greatly inspired both in our humor and our and I think mannerisms and stuff. So I don't want to dip our toes into their world too too much. Mm-hmm. But Bean Dad. <sighs> Because I saw, I don't know if you follow Men's Rights Activia on Tumblr. Uh, I do, but I don't remember. I didn't see them talking about this. So they made a post that said, can someone kindly and patiently explain to me who Bean da- who is Bean Dad and what happened? Please keep in mind, I have no idea what even Bean is in reference to, and I don't know who the McElroy brothers are. I know nothing. And then somebody on Twitter made a meme in reference to, and I kid you fucking not, Breaking Bad. Oh, I saw, I saw, I've seen those. And it made me want to quit the fucking internet for a while. (laughs) Because it said... So people dug, this is Jesse, I've never watched Breaking Bad, but this is Jesse from Breaking Bad who said, so people dug through some old posts from Bean Dad and, and now we're Walter White, Bean Dad, you know, and we're back to Jesse, you know, the, the guy who wouldn't show his nine-year-old daughter how to use a can opener. Anyway, so people found some old tweets where he said the N-word and repeated anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. So his intro music was removed from my brother, my brother of me, and he deleted his account. And now we're back to Walter White. Jesse, what the fuck are you talking about? And uh, my response to that was, you ever just read something and even though you have the context for it, it just makes you want to quit the internet for a while? I, I just... 2021 has been saying has for been, a while uh, now. It's been it's been exactly one week as as of recording this, and Stop. it's already been a wild fucking ride. Uh oh the 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 bean dad everything. Bean everything is that what you're talking so about? Far. Just yeah, but I'm just saying just everything so far as of the beginning of 2021. Oh, 2021. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear what you were talking about because somebody was trying to stop my recording and I had to take her off my keyboard. A certain small gray furry creature. A certain tiny bastard. (laughs) I love her so much. She has gotten into so much trouble lately. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I don't have much more to say about Bean Dad, but Um, I'm just saying I'm glad you made our intro music. (laughs) my oh so i've been saying for a while now um i think you have to have in this day and age a lot of faith you have to you have to really know somebody if you're gonna get involved with them creatively or like in general in this day and age because like the number of 
straight white cis uh men straight white cis men uh who like especially in 2020 and 2021 but just like in general who have been like done creative projects with cool people and then turned out to secretly be horrible is astounding (coughs) this is why i'm happy i'm doing this with you um because we've known each other since we were what seven yeah we were just excuse me we were just babies this is also part of the reason why i don't use twitter ever Mm -hmm. um just because at this point i'm at this point i'm scared to not Mm -hmm. because of not because honestly part of it is because i just don't know how to use it at this point and i you know that meme of Griffin McElroy where he's like, I don't know who blank is, and at this point I'm too afraid to ask? It's like, I don't mm-hmm. know how Twitter works at this point, and, and at this point I'm, I, I don't care enough to figure it out. Yeah. You know, like, sure, my, if this, if this I, podcast one thing I will takes say off, I'll, I'll, I'll figure like, it out. Oh my god, such and such social media is so much worse than such and such social media. Listen, any it social media is going to work if you know how to like follow good people and ignore everybody else and every social media sucks because there's shitty people on it <laughs> Hmm. anyway well should we get back to talking about good news yeah um what was your article you have another one i i have an article yes that was the middle bit <laughs> that was the middle bit of many derailments <laughs> Wow. Tangents only, t- uh, tangents only network. Yep. We're tons of fun. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha ha. Okay. So <laughs> this article is from January 3rd, 2021. It is by Jesse Green. It is on the New York Times. On the New York Times. It is in, in the New York Times. On the New York Wait, Times who- website. Hang on. I'm just trying to figure out who owns the Boston Globe. The New York Times owns the Boston Globe. Interesting. I was, I was just trying to figure out, because you know how, how Mr. Eggman himself owns owns the Washington Post? Oh, yeah. Just trying to figure out if we if we brought... Uh, I, oh, wow, words have, words have completely and utterly failed me for a second. Continue. Um, okay, so this article, <laughs> Ratatouille Review. What's Is this about Ratatouille? Wait, is this about Ratatouille the dreams. Musical? Is this about Ratatouille the Musical? Yes. Oh, thank you. Did you watch thank it? Thank you, Kat. No, I haven't. Okay, I watched it. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to read the review and then I'm going to give my own wait. thoughts. Quickly, 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 before we talk about Ratatouille the Musical, can we... Can we can we briefly 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 talk about another piece of media that came out that that did not blow me away as I'm sure Ratatouille the musical did did it first wait mm, no uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth um, okay did you hear about KFC <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, KFC made a Lifetime movie called The Recipe for Seduction, and I don't really want to talk about it because it does not need to be talked about, but Mario Lopez plays the colonel, and... 
um, D'Angelo Wallace made a spectacular video talking seen, about KSC's insane marketing. I haven't seen it yet. I was I I only saw that he posted it like ten minutes before we were gonna record today, but I was gonna watch it after this. Um, he he has oh. a great summation of all of the KFC nonsense. I just I I will never. I'm proud to say this about my Twitter. I do not follow a single brand on Twitter. I think. I think I don't follow a single brand on Twitter, and for that I am proud. I'm going to go check that after this, by the way. Yeah. It's weird that people, like, stan Wendy's on Twitter. That's weird to me. Anyway, let's talk about Ratatouille the Musical. Yes. Okay. What started as a TikTok meme and became a crowdsourced musical could have online lessons to offer for Broadway. Um, As bad as the pandemic has been for plays, it has been even worse for musicals, which are not only intensely collaborative, but also inherently unhygienic. The next a chorus line won't emerge while everyone is six feet apart. Okay, but you could do a chorus line with everybody six feet apart. Not, not to be that guy, but that's like the only play where the staging is super fluid and you can have everybody pretty far apart because there's only like 18 characters. Theoretically, Ratatouille the Musical. Ratatouille the Musical. I saw the playbill for it and I have to say the artwork for it is very nice. They had so many insanely talented, wonderful people making really, really good art and then didn't. No offense to whoever edited it. Didn't hire an editor who knew what they were doing. Uh oh. Anyway, continue. It's like okay. I'll 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 give my review later. Um. No new Hamilton can spit its rhymes from behind a wall of masks, but the urge to tell stories in song and dance does not just go dark because so- some theaters do. Uh. Just because theaters do. It finds new mediums. And so now we have Ratatouille, the TikTok musical, a show that turns crowdsourcing from a danger into an aesthetic. Compared with the excellent 2007 Disney Pixar film Ratatouille, it's a trifle. But I mean that in the culinary sense. It's silly, multilayered, delightful. Uh, No people or even rats were harmed in the making of the show, which premiered on New Year's Day as a benefit for the Actors Fund and is still and is streaming until 7 p.m. Eastern time on Monday, Um, which (gasps) I I missed it. Yeah, I'm sure you can find illegal versions of it somewhere. Not that I'm recommending that people go out and find illegal versions of musicals, Um, but I'm sure it'll pop up again some somewhere. Um it is, it's mostly online creation allowed contributors from all over the country, many of them young and apparently stuck in their parents' basements, to collaborate with old hands. Whether the novel development process will change the way musicals are made in the future remains to be seen, but Ratatouille serves the, most, serves the moment admirably. Uh, credit that in part to how fast it happened. Just this August, Emily Jacobson, Jacobson a 26-year-old teacher, posted a 15-second ditty called Ode to Remy on TikTok. Remy is the animated features rat protagonist. I'm going to be honest, the first time I, I, like, as I was, like, skimming ahead, I thought it was going to say rat apologist for some reason. Oh, man. I, okay, listen, okay, here's the thing. I think that Ratatouille, Ratatouille, whatever you want to call it, is Pixar's, um, 
I think it is, it's, I think Ratatouille is Pixar's magnum opus. Mm-hmm. I think it is, it's, it's best film and it is, it's, I think it's its best representation of what Pixar does the best, which is take really simple ideas on paper, the idea anyone can cook, and then bring it to life in just the most beautiful and vibrant and wonderful ways. When you get that first pan up in Ratatouille after Remy has come up from the sewers and sees that he's been you know like 20 miles from Paris this whole time and he mm. has this shot of the, the the Eiffel Tower this whole time I'm getting chills talking about it it's beautiful and then when you get into the kitchen that first time it's just like it is oh there's like there's no words there's no words to like talk about like i i love that movie it is so much fun anyway i have a lot of thoughts about ratatouille it's so good and um i didn't even yeah anyway i was not plugged into i knew ratatouille the musical was happening i did not know where i could stream it um anyway i'm sad i missed it Um, i'm sure it'll be available again somewhere yeah it's the internet. Things never go away. Yeah. Uh, Remy is the animated features rat protagonist, dreaming of becoming a fine parish chef despite his family's doubts and the logistical problems of rodents in the kitchen. Uh, operating from in, in- <laughs> operating from inside the toque of a bumbling garbage boy named Linguini, he eventually succeeds. Also. I like that Pixar often takes things to the logical... I like that Pixar takes things to its logical conclusion in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oteremi doesn't get into all that. Just a squib. It draws its brief humor from the contrast between its high-flown lyrics, May the World Remember Your Name, and its small, squeaky, hairy subject. It is sarcasm set to a tiny tune. But then, the hive mind of TikTok swarmed, and... As fans and collaborators contributed extensions and overlays to a project that wasn't yet a project, soon a burgeoning meme's worth of material accumulated. Songs, arrangements, set designs, makeup, concepts, choreography, even key art, everything except an actual show. It still lacks the actual show part. The haste that gave Ratatouille its moxie has also kept it shallow. Only slivers of TikTok material made it into the hour-long piece, and even less of the movie's richer action. Most of what passes for the book, adapted for the stage, though there is no stage, by Michael Breslin and Patrick Foley, is bald narration delivered directly to the camera to get as quickly as possible from number to number. Luckily, the job of delivering it falls almost entirely on Titus Burgess playing Remy in Rat Grey Turtleneck. He finds the right throwaway tone for the throwaway material. The rest of the cast, all the leads are pros. The rest of the cast, all the leads are pros, is pointed and stylish enough that you wish they had more to do than sing numbers culled from TikTok and enhanced by the show's musical team. As Linguini Andrew, as Linguini Andrew Barth Feldman, a recent Edvin Hansen, seems to have animated his face to match Pixar's version. He's in, seems to have. I'm struggling so much with this article. I'm so sorry. 
You're good. It's okay. As Linguini, Andrew Barth Feldman, a recent Evan Hansen, seems to have animated his face to match Pixar's version. He's instantly adorable while looking like he might, he still might gnaw your toe. Adam Lambert as Romy's chill brother. Andre DeShields as a forbidding, forbidding food critic. And Mary Testa in a magic marker mustache as the suspicious head chef. All prove expert in the art of the one song performance. The songs are good enough. If in some cases undernourished. Ugh, I'm struggling. It's okay. The New York Times articles are very good and very well written. Not designed to be read out loud. <laughs> it's okay. And the government almost got overthrown yesterday. Uh, those songs are good enough, if in some cases undernourished. Testa sells a classic sneaky villain number called I Knew I Smelled a Rat. Lambert rocks out to Rat's Way of Life with a music amusingly cloned choreography by Eleanor Scott and DeShields makes much of the wanely nostalgic title song. Uh, Can I just say something really quick? Just one more thought about Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that scene where, where Remy is, he eats like the strawberry and the cheese at the same time? Mm-hmm. That literally changed the way I think about food for the rest of my life as like a yep. fucking seven-year-old in, in the theater. Yup. Um, and I would just like to say that that is the impact of Pixar and that is why I think that this is Pixar's most impactful film. Um, just, just, just throwing that out there. That's, that's my thought and now I will let you get back to, uh... Ratatouille the musical. Um, But only Burgess gets a real Broadway showstopper, an anthem called Remember My Name, which arranger Daniel Mertz... Who was he playing again? Hmm? Who was he playing again? Was he Remy? Yeah. Rat King. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's what he he deserves. Absolutely. Um, Remember My Name, which arranger... Daniel Mertzluft and orchestrator Mary Schmidt have built from a, the kernel of Jacobson's Ode to Remy into a classic Disney Act One finale in the brassy manner of Alan Menken. It even has a nifty Howard Ashman style lyric I won't let narrow minded view determine what vermin can do. Unbelievable. Holy Other- shit. Okay. <laughs> I won't let. Yeah, I won't let a narrow-minded view determine what vermin can do. I love that. Um, Otherwise, the authors try to compensate for the missing content with a host of inside jokes, familiar faces, and Broadway Easter eggs. Um, There's a bunch of, like, bits where instead of a full song, they will do a riff from some other Broadway musical, but change the lyrics to make it about Ratatouille. Uh, Check out the cameo by Priscilla Lopez and the references to In the Heights and Les Mis. Among the ensemble, I was glad to spot, even in bit parts, musical theater up-and-comers like Larry Owens, Natalie Walker, and Raymond J. Lee. Also on hand did they is... Get, did they get Lin-Manuel Miranda in it at all? No, I think they did. There was briefly somebody dressed like Lin-Manuel Miranda, but it wasn't Lin-Manuel Miranda. Aw, Lin, come on. Um, also on hand is the entire cast of six... Uh, Presumably because Lucy Moss, co-director of that show, also directs Ratatouille with frenetic good spirits. 
Um, the presence of s- the six cast, whose March 12 opening was canceled at the last moment by the pandemic shutdown, provides perspective that Ratatouille has raised about $1.6 million and counting for the Actors Fund matters more Holy than whether cow. or not it is great or groundbreaking. Holy cow, that's a lot. Yeah. And in truth, I am not convinced that the TikTok mindset can be applied to musical theater content as opposed to its process going forward. And as long as works like Ratatouille, see also Mertzloft's Grocery Shore and Thanksgiving, remain stuck halfway between the sincere appropriation of classic musical comedy style and the impulse to satirize its hackneyed tropes, they will never achieve the full strength of either position, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, this article is very long. I'm just going to skim a bit. Um... In Ratatouille, those sources are live and potent. There may be too many chefs, but they offer, as one character puts it, just the right amount of cheese. Aww. Um, So my thoughts on the Ratatouille musical is that uh, they got a bunch of very talented people. There were so many, like, if you go through the, like, Ratatouille musical tag on TikTok, there's so many great ideas, and they kind of because they wanted to just like make this something so they could do a fundraiser with it, which is admirable and really mm-hmm. cool. Um, they just so kind how of did they... took a small handful of ideas and ran with it. Yeah. So how um, exactly did they like put it to, is it, and how long, how, okay. How long is it? It's about an hour. And, okay. And like, how did they put it together? So they had like a real, like a small, real Broadway orchestra and like musical ensemble. Um, but everything else was like people in their homes filming in front of a blank wall so they could be like edited into scenes. Okay. And then it was mostly shot, like it was mostly just like bringing together different, like it, it wasn't all like composited into one stage. It was like, like a conversation between two characters was like the one actor in one house and one actor in the other house and the screen, the like blocks were next to each other while they talked. Got it. So like, I, I really liked it. I thought it was really fun and really clever, but it was very much just kind of like a funny thing thrown together to raise money for charity rather than like a comprehensive musical. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it wasn't... It, I never got the impression that it was going to be, like, a musical yeah. musical. It's... Hang on. They're making a musical about Ratatouille. Like... Yeah. I think they... And part of it, I feel like part of it was lost in the attempt to make it seem like a musical musical. I like, feel like it would have been better had they been strictly going for the satirical aspect of it yeah but like, then I pick, feel like picking part of it one also, or the other i feel like part of it also would have been lost in that they were trying to do a fundraiser and they did get so many yeah. big names in broadway to sign on to it yeah but then my, again there are thing, a lot my... of there are a lot of people on broadway who love doing satire like nathan lane and matthew broderick and there are a lot of people who love doing satire people love satire yeah Absolutely. I my my biggest thing was like they were a lot of it was very much like we're trying to tell this story because you might not know the story 
Um, but we're just trying to kind of usher you along to the next song, which is great and could have worked. But like, I think they should have put more focus on the songs because the songs are really good and really interesting and they had mm-hmm. all these beautiful themes and they worked really well together. And I think they should have just like focused more on the songs because like between the songs, it kind of lags. Like they tried to do like the jokes and then there's obviously like kind of the plot as a background element, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. um, the focus is the music. Um, but instead of using the music to advance the plot or like having a narrator, though, I mean, Remy's kind of a narrator, but it's, I don't know. I felt like they were trying to do like, it almost felt like they were riffing between songs. Like everyone was backstage getting changed or whatever, except it was all made in post-production. So they could have just gone song quick narration song quick narration song and it would have been uh more interesting and like quality denser if that makes sense but instead they were trying to maintain like kind of the pacing of a play so they had all of these like long monologues and like dialogues that didn't really fit i don't know i really liked the music i thought they did a great job um and it was really fun. I think they should have hired me to edit it. And <laughs> it would have been paced better. And wouldn't look as hokey. I bet you're right. <laughs> no, but I really liked it. And I thought it was really... I thought it was really beautiful because it was like this collaborative effort. And, like, it was all these people being like, hey, what if we did a Ratatouille musical? Wouldn't that be fun? Here's my idea. Here's my idea. And people, like, made puppets and, like, designed sets, like, theoretical sets and, like, made art. And it was so cool and beautiful and collaborative and just something that could only happen Mm -hmm. right now Oh, in the best possible way. Um, what was I gonna say? I wish, honestly, that they had uh, had more things that were just straight up just TikToks of people giving their ideas. Yeah. Um, instead of being like, "Oh, let's have this famous person make this reference," which I I understand. It's hokey. It's satirical. It's fun. But at the same time, like this is a really cool. Uh, look into like people just creating stuff for the sake of creating stuff yeah and it was really really beautiful yeah it kind of reminded me of um like a low like a less like a less good star kid musical <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah God, ah, I love Star Kid. I love Star Kid. Fairy Potter musical is the only canon Harry Potter. Um, no, also Potter Puppet Pals. Oh yeah, thank you. Sorry. Very important. The two, the two pillars of Harry Potter canon. The pillars, yes. Um, my God. 
The world is weird. It's so weird right now. Everything is so weird. Um, which is why I, I thought Ratatouille was a great article to bring today because I just thought, like, first of all, it's great news. All these people came together yeah. to raise money for people who are out of work right now. Um, uh, shows the enduring spirit of Pixar and the creative drive of humanity. And it's all beautiful and all wonderful. And also so fucking weird. So fucking weird. Yeah. Could only happen right now. Could only happen right now. And I feel like the only musical, the only Pixar movie that could be turned into a musical in this way is Ratatouille. Anyone can cook. Anyone can cook. I gotta go Anyone can write a song about a rat. Watch Ratatouille. Me too. Um, I will say I think one of my favorite performance my my two favorite performances other than like the big main characters was oh I'm blanking on her name. The woman who played Linguini's love interest. The oh. the cook lady. Uh and oh, Andre I- DeShields as the critic. Chef's kiss. I love Andre De Shields. He's great. He's in the the John go- Mulaney the the weirdest John Mulaney special. Oh my god! I gotta go. I hope they make it available again because I do want to try to support. I don't want to watch it illegally because I want to try to support the 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 actors the fund money the the actors fund. Um, and I'm I'm sad I missed it. Um, but. Do you know what I want to do now? What? I want to take a nap. I'm tired. So, um, you, you have heard the good, good news. news. About. Goats. The Boston Red Sox, too. Ooh, Red Sox, beginning. goats, goats, supernatural. <laughs> kind of. And the enduring creative spirit of humanity in dark times. The Yes. Also rats. Um, also rats love love me some rats um hang on pig stretch pig stretch ah ah hang on i cracked my ankles oh yeah baby um (laughs) i do wait do i have anything else to say oh this week once again sponsored by water slurp slurp Mm, mm -hmm, oh yeah Oh yeah, water baby. Um That's God, body I'm broth. So tired. Body broth. Where is that I... blood? I don't want to get into this. I'm so t- <laughs> I'm so tired right now. I cannot I cannot get into this. You have heard the good news. I have been Kat. <laughs> I have been Sophia. You have heard the good news. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Love you guys.